right. So a purgle. <laughs> what a purgle is, is a giant space whale that can travel through space and time and okay. is essentially someone many years ago in Star Wars world uh, reverse engineered how they do it. And that's how all the ships in Star Wars now can go like hyperdrive or light speed or whatever the fuck it's called. Because of the space whales. Because they, yeah, reverse engineered how these space whales do it. And now, are there any other nautical type creatures that are just no, surfing through space? It's like a space? weird. It, again, this is like some more weird shit that all spurs from rebels and uh, clone wars and shit. Like. I almost feel like they didn't know that all this was going to come together. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it was just some one-off stuff. No, I was just curious because I know there's been a lot of Star Wars books uh, yeah. that came I don't out know. You know, before all this. I think the Purgles, from my understanding, is more about, or is more from like these cartoons. I don't think it was in like the old books necessarily, but it is definitely just like this big thing. And now you kind of see them in shows. Like, I think it was maybe the last Mando or one of the more recent shows where they're going through space. And I think it is Mando because Baby Yoda looks over and he kind of sees like a silhouette of one of these whales. And he like smiles and everyone's like, oh, I do briefly remember that. Well, hey, all I know is I'm glad I wasn't there for this reverse engineering. You know, they were dicing that whale up. Cutting these. How do you even (laughs) catch a fucking space whale? With a, a space harpoon. Yeah, it's just like a space Moby Dick situation. I listened to a podcast about whaling back in the 19th century, and it, it was gnarly, man. Like these. Oh, man, that's got to be a brutal way to make a living. But you got to get that, that precious ambergris. Oh, yeah, that's like... lanterns it, and cosmetics. People love it. I'm sure we still... Do we just not use that shit anymore? Whaling? Or? Yeah, we don't. We don't. And like, so yeah, and that's one reason why whaling is basically illegal. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Which is fair though. I mean, I was just talking about it's literally it. like not necessary. We don't yeah. need to do it anymore. We were talking about the other day. Um. You know, my zoo stance is like most zoos today, I believe, or reputable zoos. All these animals have been like born and bred in captivity. Yes. They're, we're not like going out and like. Well, they need a tiger, and they're like, someone get to India. Yeah, I would say probably in the last 20 years, there hasn't been a need for them to actually get them from the wild. Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense to me. I never even really thought about that, but it's a good point. Well, that's where it's like, again, you can't, if these animals fucking, if you let them out, they're just dead. Like every other, no, they're like, you don't release a tiger from a zoo, and then all the other tigers are like, Chris, you're back. We <laughs> thought you were gone forever. They're like, oh, this dude's dead. This dude smells weird. He's acting weird. Just kill this guy. Yeah, he, um, he smells like the, the McDonald's that, like at the Lion Pit. The McDonald's yeah, is right yeah, next to it. Yeah, it, it's just baked into his man now. He, uh, but whales and shit are like a rare animal that you, that thing takes up land. That thing needs space. A whale? Whales, dolphins. Those motherfuckers from the ocean, dude. Yeah. You can't just like have... That's why like the blackfish thing, when people saw it, they were like, could you believe it? It's like, yeah. A whale swims from Mexico to Alaska every year. A six... A six by six tank doesn't do it. I mean, it. you don't have to go that far off the coast of even like Seattle to see some orcas. No, I mean they're every like they're down in the Gulf. They're everywhere. Yeah. What um? 
What you been up to, dude? Happy Labor Day. Well, happy Labor Day to We're you. We're a couple of laborious boys off of work. Yeah, man. This is the, the T&D Labor Day special, y'all. Are you uh, you guys closed today? We are closed. Banger weekend. Busy? Yeah, we were pretty busy. Uh, like, you know, the air show's going on, but I don't think that I, that had too much to do with it. I was saying, I feel like the air show is a little bit of a archaic relic from the past. It, it, yeah, it is. You know, it's, you know there's, a, there's more people, specifically young people, more than ever living downtown Cleveland. Yeah. And I work with a few of them, and they fucking hate the air show because oh, it wakes their ass up. I hate the air show because right it wakes my ass up. It's, yeah. You You're hear these motherfuckers too. everywhere, and... Again, now they're it's, like flying right by their buildings. Though. Oh yeah, it's but crazy. It's also a uh, planes like that. I feel like motherfuckers go in simulators and do that shit. You don't need to like. I don't need to go see them. I get. I get the concept of the blue angel. It was just cool. Like the past two days, driving into work and just seeing them do their it, thing. It was it's cool. cool to see them in passing, but like I wouldn't pay to go to an air show or even like park to go to there. Yeah, so. no, same. I got. I mean, the only thing I would do would be like you know I've. Again, some of these fr- these folks I work with downtown, they got little rooftop access. Oh yeah, if you had like a roof Chilling, and watched yeah. it, it's pretty. That's pretty nice. But that other part than that, I fuck with. and the only the only people that are going down to the actual airstrip are people with like kids and stuff. I remember, I remember it, when I was a kid, and they I have, went down. Yeah. yeah, you could go inside the old like B fifty two bombers and stuff, and that was pretty cool. It's such a dad event. Like yeah. dads love to take a kid down to the air show and check out the old planes. I mean, my brother's always been really fascinated with flight, and he like at one point in his life did want to be a pilot. And I was like, "Well, whatever happened with that dude?" He's like, "Well, you can't really do a lot of drugs when you're a pilot. There's hey, certain reasons behind that." I think I know some people who might con- contradict that one, but at I, the same time, I do I th- agree. I think he thought it was in the best interest of the skies yeah, and the general public if he fair. decided not to. Well, he says it is on his bucket list. He would like to take classes at like to Burr. learn to fly. Yeah, but not like a commercial pilot. I don't no. know how much those dudes even. I've heard those dudes don't make as much as you would think. Well, we'll have to get our good friend of the show, Jack Warren, back on here oh, and yeah, tell us all gonna, about it. Because again, I mean, we'll have to scramble his voice though. And yeah, change we'll, his name. We'll do the monster voice this from is, uh, our friend Whack Jordan. <laughs> well. <laughs> we'll do the monster voice from fucking uh, Gangland, where he's just like, "I I came in and I got on the plane." Yeah, that's what uh, I was just watching a documentary where they did that. I'm like, "Oh, I haven't heard this like voice scramble in a long mm. time." And it's funny because everything they say is just hilarious. Like he was doing the interview, and he's like, "You don't care if I hit my vape pen, do you?" Yeah, yeah. They always ask weird <laughs> questions, and you're like, "Oh, this is so funny!" Just hearing it in this dumb scrambled voice. And anyone who knew that person, I assume, is just like, "I know who this is." Like they were at a, they went to a restaurant for part of the interview, and he's like telling this real dark cryptid story. Like, yeah, man, some shady fucked up shit going on. And then like the guy drops off his food, the server, and he just goes, "Thank you very much." <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, why, if you're gonna do a can't like a hidden yeah. interview, going out to eat's probably not the greatest. Oh, he, move. he sounds like a monster, but at least he's courteous, you know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's not a mean monster. No, not a mean guy. Um, well, what was going on? What was shaking its sense this week? Dude, we were we were slamming. We were busy on. Um, we were crazy busy yesterday, which I wasn't. I thought it was going to be a, because uh, of the air show, kind of slow. And Labor Day, people doing outside shit. But everybody yesterday needed to get a little pizza in their mouths, dude. Yeah, I think it's just one of those days. Like, Sunday was good to us. Everyone's off if they don't have cookout plans, which is probably it, all today. They're all, yep. Yeah. Everyone was like, dude, I'm cooking bite. out tomorrow. I'm not cooking today. Yep. Let's just fucking go get some food. And then I think most restaurants are closed today right yeah i would say so i mean there's uh, there's gonna like now the flats though they're gonna be jumping down there yeah the flats will be it's 
I feel like it's probably anywhere where it's like big party zones. I'll tell you what, with, with Jimmy Buffett passing that Margaritaville, it's probably been like a three-day Holy party. Holy shit, dude. What do, you, what do you think about that? Not only Jimmy Buffett, we lost two phenomenal American singers. Oh, who else did we? I, I, maybe I missed someone. Uh, someone who died today, who is now officially an all-star, lead singer of Smash Mouth. He died? Passed away. No way. Yeah, liver failure. Yeah, no, he partied. Yeah, he, yeah, I heard he was a big partier. I, there's this really sad clip of him at like the fucking like I don't know, like the Milwaukee like mm. county fair. Is that where he's like freaking out on like the, he's like yelling at the crowd or something? Oh yeah, he's freaking out. He's like not even like he's like he's shit faced. He's not even like singing. He's like incoherent. He he's just like screaming during uh the Shrek theme song. Yeah, I mean. Dude, that sucks. And I remember, I think he was on a season of, uh, you remember that show, The Surreal Life? Yeah. With all the, like, the B-level yeah. celebrities. Was he on, like, a later season of it, maybe? Kind of. No, no. It was one of the early ones, like, two or three. It was, like, him and, like, Vince Neil and, like, fucking Vern Troyer and oh, shit. Oh, he was like, on the Vern Troyer one, dude. I think so. And, like, Tammy Faye Baker, Ron Jeremy. Yep, yeah. That was a good season. Crazy, crazy show. I'm, I miss the early days of, like, the early VH1 reality shows. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and it's crazy because they were so popular. That's all it is now, mm-hmm. is reality shows on VH1. There's literally... it's where People always talk about MTV, there being no music. VH1 used to be, like, the legit music network for a while. VH1 played a lot. They played music. They would play live concerts. They would do behind the music. they do behind the music. They had a lot of... Um, what was that one show? They had a lot of countdowns and stuff, which I was obsessed with. I loved... I've seen them all like a hundred times. One of my favorite shows that they ever did on VH1 is they used to do the I Love the series. Oh my god! So yeah, they did of course. the 70s, 80s, 90s. Fucking classic. They're all on YouTube, man. I watch. Them. I watch them sometimes. I was gonna say yeah. I'm surprised that those, throw one of those bad boys on. I'm surprised those never got a fucking. Um, like re-released or like a new version that like a streaming platform wasn't like let's do the I I'm love sh- the 2000s. I'm shocked that it, it, I I have to look it up. I don't think it's on streaming anywhere, but I don't know what umbrella VH1 falls uh, under. Yeah, I have no idea who owns. But, yeah, who owns that shit? Yeah, because I know like Paramount is like MTV. They might. I think they own that shit. I too. wonder if that's the same. Because I think they own BET as well. I mean, you got to understand, all these I Love the Decade shows, I saw all the... I watched these all the time. Oh. All the fucking time. Me, dude, me and my dad, I think, bonded. It was thrifting and the I Love the series. I liked, I mean, the 80s one was cool because that was the OG one. I liked the 70s one. The 70s the, one is good, too. The 70s ones were great. And, the, and each one had two different... Like, they did two seasons of each. Yeah. It was always a, there was always a part two. Well, and it's I love the commentators on it and shit. Were yeah. all really good. It was just kind of like talking. Like how they get Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, like, they were just getting anyone. Yeah, and it's, you would get like people, people were super interested. People who were like truly involved in it too. Yeah. So they have like some little background stories and shit. I think it was this was one of the best VH1 shows to me. Yeah, hands down. But I like yeah they did a lot of, I like the count they did a lot of countdown shows too. Mm-hmm. This is turning into a VH1 episode real quick. Yeah, it's the, a VH1. The history of VH1. Day. That would be a fun if we did a research based episode. I'd be in. That'd be kind of cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, like the countdowns they would do. They one of my favorites was hosted by William Shatner. It was the hundred best um, one hit wonders of all time. Yeah, you remember that? Oh yeah. They had the top hundred best hard rock bands. Um, they did hundred best rap uh, hip hop yeah. artists. They did a bunch of them. They were really really entertaining. It, VH1 definitely. 
this was such a golden era, the last golden era for TV. Yeah, when it was like the 100 worst songs of all time, that was great. Yeah, you're just hearing a bunch of shit, and you're just hearing people talk about it. They That's had, all it is. It was podcasting. It's, nostal- it's super nostalgia. Yeah. It was nostalgia before like it, it was you know everything under the sun, but um, I mean, they had one was crazy. It was the top 200 biggest pop culture icons of all time. Okay. And I think like number two was Michael Jackson, and number one was Oprah Winfrey. She was she was big at the time. She got, I get she it. Got, I agree she got that the bag pretty quick, you know. I agree. Oprah is like a hugely famous person, but she kind of now what she even do is there still like she. I think the last thing she did was that interview with uh, Harry and uh, Meghan. Oh, that I forgot. She, that was her. Like she did that one. She's kind of like I, a Barbara Walters. Well, type yeah, and now. she's in, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and she does. You know, she's into philanthropy and just like running her. Well, she's got so empire. much money. She does she like still the have first- the magazine? She probably still has that magazine. It's probably a website now. I know yeah. she had a net, like a, t, a cable network called Own, which was the oh, Oprah yeah. Winfrey network. That's right. That was genius. Oh, great name. You know, I'm. I, I want to know how is many she, followers she has on Instagram. They're the only thing that matters, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I'm gonna guess. I think Oprah Winfrey on Instagram has three point five mil. Oh, way way more. Way more. But, um, I'm gonna give her. Let's go 12 mil. 22.8 million. 22.8 million. What's the, when's the oh, last? Now, that's, now this is the fun part where I get to see which one of my friends follow Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, how many you got? Dylan DeVito, I'm looking at you. Yeah, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else? He wants a Co- couple of my friends. He wants to come friends. in. He wants to come and talk comic books. Yeah, right. We're coming and talking Oprah Winfrey next, Dylan. D- Diplo, Paul Rodriguez, the skateboarder. How, I mean, that, <laughs> I feel like celebrities just follow each other. Just yeah. they don't care at all. Yeah, he got to. Um, yeah, I think I just love like certain people. You wouldn't think like, let's see what Oprah's up to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I follow a couple weird people though. Who's wearing a like, lovely hat? She's she made so much. She just became Martha Stewart. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, what it basically. was. But Martha Stewart combined with fucking, like you said, Barbara Walters. Yeah, this she just was like, oh, yeah. I could just do all this shit at once. I don't need to um, come out and like just do food and housewares, just do interviews. Like you can do it all. The big thing I remember was she had that school in Africa. It was like an all girls school. Oh yeah, she is like something happened with that though. Like it wasn't her fault, but something happened with the money. Like the oh, people that she really? put in charge were like doing some funny shit. Yeah, that. Such a notorious shitty thing in our society is how volatile a lot of these fucking uh, charity organizations are. Whether it's the people who are truly in charge of them or people who are getting money passed down. Like Susan G. Komen, 80% of their money goes to fighting other people using like the pink breast cancer and yeah. ribbon. Yeah, it's used for litigation, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey... How about who gives a shit? Let other. Why are you like what if this is a charity? What's it matter if other people use it? It's not like a. it's not like the bloods adopted the pink ribbon and use it for like profanity. It, if someone's raising money, if a little kid puts it on a T-shirt to raise 500 bucks because their teacher got breast cancer. Yeah. You're going to sue that kid. Dude, I listen. I met this guy literally on the streets of downtown Cleveland after an Indians game, who uh, was a big advocate for childhood cancer, which I believe is the gold ribbon okay. or white ribbon, yeah. one of the two. 
Everyone's and got a ribbon. Not only was this guy super into this and it was cheery, I know he came from a, you know, his heart was in the right place, but he also had like a bone to pick with fucking like the breast cancer people and like borderline conspiracy shit, like which is, some of it's probably some truth to it. We're talking about, yeah, like, oh no, like they take away attention from other cancers and causes, you know, because they have all the money and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I don't think it's. I think it's just that Susan G. Komen Foundation that yeah. like has gone I've under heard that, yes. a ton of fire. Because I remember even being a kid, and I worked for a company that was subcontracted by them to put together, uh, like the kits for races for doing um like charity marathons and shit. Yeah, so you get your whole little packet or whatever, and that's the first time someone was like. Damn, you were for Susan G. Kelman, dude. What's it like working for the bad guy? Yeah, right. And I was like, what? And they kind of laid it down for me. And I, at first, was like, yeah, right. And then it started becoming like a public thing that everyone knew. That it was like, it It was a story that went from conspiracy theory to, oh, well, shit. Well, now so- there's like some proof that you guys have done this shady shit. Now it makes it seem like anything could be possible and that you guys are doing some weirdo like Well it's funny you you mentioned this because I've been watching on HBO it's called Telemarketers. Mm-hmm. You seen anything about that? My buddies watched the first episode. They said it kind of falls off after that though. It it does but it's just an interesting only because they can't really like they keep basically long story short is these shitty fucking telemarketing people you know there's a lot of fundraising and stuff yeah and they're fleecing people out of money just of because uh, and they and a lot of it's going towards fraternal order of police that was the big one and then like other even like uh small firefighters unions and stuff like that and basically like so this is what happens like the company which is called cdg they say hey you know what's your goal for your next fundraising event they're like oh it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. yeah like we'll write you they'll, they go we will write you a check for three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars right now and if you let us do all your fundraising, and that's what they do, oh, and then they pocket the rest. They just pocket whatever, or like say they only give they only give ten percent of that to the actual um, ch- you know charity fund. And but like what it, we find out is that the cops are involved with this. And oh, so, I'm sure. And, but they can't like go after the cops, and that was kind of the whole like tall and short of it. it the whole point, nothing gets accomplished, unfortunately, at the end of the the doc the series. Doc, yeah. It's only three episodes, but. What it does is it brings attention to the to the issue. So I mean, it, it, it was, was good, and the characters in it are great. I mean, the guys, the two guys, like the guy that's making the movie and the guy that he worked with, that yeah. is also interested in like kind of being a whistleblower. It's good. It's entertaining, you know. Especially that first episode, it's kind of wild. Uh, but anyways, there uh, through watching this, I found out there's this website called like Charity Watchdog or Rate yeah. Charities and stuff. I'm curious to see where Susan B. Coleman pops up, but all these police unions and shit. They were rated as like the worst, you know, yeah. like it was, it's just, it's awful. Like, well, that's what, I mean, I worked for a call center for fucking two weeks. Did maybe. you really? So I worked at the Kent state call center. Okay. Calling Trying to get, uh, donations. donations from alumni. You call an alumni. Dude, you're calling alumni. You're calling motherfuckers who graduated six weeks ago. And it's like, Hey, would you like to donate $10,000? And they give you. If they say no to ten thousand, I still owe you thirty grand. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like if you, they say no to ten thousand, you bump down to ninety five hundred. If they say no to ninety five hundred, you bump down, and it's like you're just going in increments of five hundred until it's like, will you donate ten dollars? Like they want you to go through every amount of money someone could possibly donate, and you just go, yeah, no one's donating this. I'm not like running through this whole thing to just go, hey, basically what this is is you have to hang up the phone. 
Uh, oh yeah, and that's it's 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 ridiculous. But you know, so the, the anyways, the website's called charitynavigator.org. Okay. Apparently, Susan G. Coleman has an eighty-five percent on here. I wonder who's doing the rating. But it does break down everything that they like as far as where their money goes, which is kind of nice. I, I'm willing to bet that they have a good rating just because they're so prevalent, you know? Yeah, it's such a big thing. And again, it's you're kind of a what are you a monster who's like against helping breast ca- like solve breast cancer. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. You, it, it breaks it down. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to see this stuff, but. I'd be like, I'd be wondering. It's like, it's like a Wikipedia page. Like additional information, like scandals. Like, where did I hear? I'm trying to think where I heard that thing about Susan G. Coleman being like kind of notorious for kind of muscling people out and stuff. It'd be crazy if that was just an urban legend. Yeah, right. And that that just goes to show you. Well, like perfect example too. Another doc series I watched was or movie was on Johnny Manziel. Did you watch that one? I didn't watch the Johnny one, but I knew. I've known like. I was pretty hip to the Johnny Manziel thing. He just is all these dudes who are like bred to be these amazing athletes and football players. You saw it with a perfect example was this dude in the I think it was 80s, early 90s, uh, Todd Marinovich, who his dad was just from the minute he could hold a football was putting this kid through the ringer, having them lift weights, all this shit. And he became this powerhouse dude, but he also went fucking insane. And yeah. he became like a juice head. He fuck like yeah. these dudes have all these Be mental true. problems yeah. because they never properly integrate with the rest so, of So that actually wasn't the Johnny Manziel situation well, yeah. at all. But he um but Johnny so, so very different. He, Johnny just didn't give like he just was just riding on pure talent almost. Yeah, exactly. And then he was like, I never read plays. I never read did this shit. And yeah. it's like Hey, that might have been cool in, I don't know when that would be cool. Because if you were on my team, and not only are you on my team, you're the fucking quarterback. Yeah. Which, there's no other example of that being a bigger leader. Because people use, you're the quarterback of this situation as like the leader. He said it himself on the movie. He's like, I was just a big frat boy. And I did live that lifestyle for a lot longer than I should have kind of thing. And But as far as like like, news and uh, uh, what to believe... That whole thing about him being from oil money, it was all made up. Yeah. I did not know that. A lot oh, of a okay. lot of people did not know that. Like I was telling people after I watched it, they're like, Oh yeah, I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, because everyone like, just assumed. No, his no, what happened was his twenty year old buddy who was like his quote unquote business manager okay. who was helping him get all these, you know, when he'd go do these autograph signings and he'd get paid and shit. Yeah. Um, he's he fed that story to the media. Oh, and they just ran with it. I mean, you turn on ESPN, they were all saying the same thing. Well, he comes from oil money and blah blah blah. He's got all this. It was all made up. That, his his family was like, you know, maybe upper middle class. There's weirdly, there's actually been a couple of big NFL kind of stories. So you have, I just say that that's how gullible these these fucking idiots at ESPN are. Dude. Yet no one looks into anything. No, it, I think we talked about it before. Like, it's that takes one fucking Google search. To look up what his family does, hundred percent. Like it's that's very public knowledge yeah. that you aren't, you don't have this money. And yeah, he was just a kid who wanted to party. He's not, I don't even think he was particularly that great of a quarterback. He was okay. Now the football program he was in in high school was a really well known and yeah. real solid football program, and that's probably the only reason he got any sort of you know uh, well, um, conditioning. Exactly. You, know? you you can go. This is where like college. Versus NFL, I don't think translate as much. And I'm a pretty layman when it comes to fucking football. 
But it's like, in college, you can be in a great system. A coach can have a great system running for a team. Yeah. And that, if you're plugged in, these guys are like, I only get these guys for so long. I need a system that I can just plug and play. Like, I can put almost anyone in this position, and it's like, run these plays. If we're just running these plays, it works. That doesn't translate to the NFL, where instead of having uh, 50,000 kids playing football like college, there's uh, 1,500 mm-hmm. people in the NFL. Right. And it's like, and then to be starting. It's a numbers game, yeah. Yeah. So he just, I mean, now they were saying he's going to go play in Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia is, they started a golf league. Johnny? Johnny's going to. It's not going to happen. There's no booze in Saudi Arabia. Well, he. Because uh, he still drinks. Yeah. Oh, I he, believe it. He never got off the sauce. They, um, because Saudi Arabia is now like trying to start all these super leagues. So they bought like all the golfers. They bought the PGA. They bought the PGA, yeah. And then they did the same thing with soccer. And now they were trying to buy up all these soccer players. Like they tried to get Messi and all these dudes. The only reason we got them, like we got Messi in America, was basically Miami was like, hey, if you come and play here, what do you want? The team? And they was like, I'd like the team. And they were like, you can have part of the team. You can have whatever. Like, come here and let's make this, like, let's try and make MLS something versus going to Saudi Arabia and getting this big bag. Yeah, good, but probably good being, for them. Probably also being under the thumb of the Saudi government. Oh, yeah. they're. I mean, they like to come off. They're like, oh, no, like we're... We're, we're all good. Everything's good. But it's like... There's nothing sketchy going on here. Yeah, you can't... It's not the same rules as America or Europe where you can fight things like legally. You can, there's these other rules. They're like, no, what we say goes. This is our, this is our country, brother. This is our league. Mm -hmm. If we want you guys to all wear big bobbleheads, you're all wearing big bobbleheads. Yeah. We, you do what we say. We're paying you all a lot of money. It's endless. Their, their cash flow is endless. Um, in regards to that Manziel thing, though, did you hear? So they did a documentary as well, same vein, on the Florida on the Gators. The yeah, Gators. I didn't watch that one. So basically, it's about the oh eight oh nine Florida Gators, and from my understanding, the whole documentary is basically just about Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah. Which are which are like football NCAA's golden boys. Both of them for a long time. And the fucked up part of that is that team during that year had 40 separate team members arrested. Really? 40 separate people were arrested during one season on a team of maybe 90 people. It's Florida, baby. 40 of the, but they don't bring up any of it. Like it's not oh, in the doc. They don't the talk doc, about it. The whole doc is basically just about Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow praying to God or some shit. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you had Aaron Rod. Like you, it wasn't in or not Aaron Rodgers. You had um, there was another big like receiver on there. Right? Oh my God, Aaron San or Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, yeah. You had all these guys on this team that are fucking so notorious. Why are you giving us this dumbass sugar coated? cookie cutter documentary Yeah, i heard there was some beef about when it's that, like yeah. i want to know what the fuck was happening when every what's it like being a coach every week that they, they go coach uh chris got arrested coach 
Jeff got arrested. A hey, coach, Mike's been arrested. Yeah. It's like, what is ha- what is going on in this locker room that a coach is? A lot of NF or NCAA coaches don't fuck around and don't let these kids like. You're you're right, but at the same time, if it's just a headache and they need, hey, we need win next week, kind of thing, and they just they just chalk it up to boys will be boys, you know. It's but it's so like I bet a lot of those dudes are not doing great. Probably not. The, out of the forty yeah. of those forty that were, and here's was the thing. Aaron Hernandez one of them. Aaron Hernandez probably one of them. Yeah. like you have all these dudes who Aaron Hernandez fucking knocked a dude out and like at a bar and fucked that dude up for life. Like I think it was something like he popped his eardrum or some shit. Like these dudes were out there, there was, being bad. Like he also I, took lives. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean I went to fucking at Kent. I remember the football team and basketball team got in a big brawl and it was like. A huge fucking thing. The, the and Kent's football and basketball team? Yeah, they were both Same like, team, bro? Yeah, they're idiots. Why are we I mean, fighting? They're idiots. It was clearly like a here? party, and they were like, who's tougher? And it's like, football. Yeah, duh. Duh. What, do you guys have 10 people? They have 90 guys. And they're all huge. Um, but my last bit of NFL news is, did you ever see The Blind Side? No, but I heard about this. I know the story. Yeah. You heard about so the- it was like Basically, they tricked this guy into a conservatorship. Well, yeah, and it's they've been like, taking his money for years. Yeah, they because the movie makes this whole thing seem very, uh, very like fairy tale like, where they're like, "Look, we found this." It's like a southern family, like we found this big guy, and he was all alone. He had nobody, and we, and we took him. We said, "Michael, Michael, this is called <laughs> the football. Put it in your hands, Michael." And he's like, the, and he had come out bef- like when the movie came out was like. I was playing football before that. Right, right. And they were like, everyone chalked it up to movie magic. And then just recently, I think he found out that I wasn't even adopted by these people. It's just a conservatorship. And now he's throwing this huge bitchy fit. But the family came back and doubled down and were like, first off, he knew this was a conservatorship. And second off, he's just trying to get money from this family. Because I guess over his career, he's hit this family up before for money and kind of... He's in the NFL, right? Yeah. Or he was. I don't he know was. if he still yeah, is. Yeah, was. But those dudes blow through that NFL cash. True. I mean, I think now more guys than less realize that, okay, I have this job for, fuck, maybe five to ten years at best, I should save all this money. Yeah. Like, I, there are guys who now go, I haven't touched a single dime of my contract NFL money. All I use is my fucking, hey, Ad, Gatorade, Gatorade yeah. pays me uh, $50,000 to drink. You don't have to pay for shit already. Mm-hmm. You, you go to the stadium, there's meals. You Like, you could live relatively cheaply, I assume, as a pro athlete. Yeah. With so... They, you know what I think that some of these guys probably do? They probably just, like, take their name and use it as an LLC or whatever. Like yeah. Their, their talent, you know, the, what doing commercials and stuff like that. And they did write all that shit off, you know? A hundred percent. And it's like, yeah, you're getting... So much shit is provided to you. Yeah. You're probably getting boxes of shit sent from Nike, Adidas, who are the fuck ever. And it's like, yo, just hold on. I get it. You want to buy a Ferrari. You don't need it. 
You don't need the Ferrari. Yeah, that that uh, broke 30 for 30 was like one of the best ones. I've seen oh, it like three it's times. it's so good. It's it, great. 30 for... Because I'm just the whole time watching, I'm like, you guys are stupid. And then, you know, they, they, always, they love to say this. They always go, well, if you were in my shoes, you would do the same thing. Bull fucking shit, yeah, dude. I don't... Kiss my ass. I wouldn't do the same thing. I... It's I the have, tale as old as time, man. Like, how do you not... I'm sorry. It's because they're dumb fucking jocks. A lot it, of these guys 100%, are dumb fucking jocks. You're, and you're not thinking about anything. And it's... I think now... So a lot of those dudes who who are in the league are our age or younger yeah. and have seen that 30 for 30. They've heard horror stories. Yeah, I've heard like Bart Scott goes around to like different NFL locker rooms with the rookies and tell them and it kind of yeah. helps them plan out their financials. I th- I'm pretty sure now too under like a lot cuz all these leagues have like players associations. Yes they do. I'm pretty sure players associations provide like financial guidance to people and have a dude come into most teams for rookies like year one yeah and are just like hey this is how accounts work you this money could last you forever they show them how to invest too and yeah it's like this is this is how your money if you invest it and in it's not like you're you gotta be at the fucking stock exchange every goddamn day. Right. You're not having some guy who's got to look up fucking new stocks for you to invest in all the time. You can just put this shit into IRAs or what the fuck ever, or just like standard stocks that are always kind of either going up, staying steady, like just hire a guy. Yeah. Hire a financial advisor. Hire a guy who says, Hey, I make sure we pay all the taxes. I make sure all the money's good. And then you hire one more guy who watches him. And that's it. You <laughs> that's know what I point. mean? Like, that guy's very important. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. okay, maybe this one dude's sketchy. It, you're hiring a guy to go, he did do the taxes. Solve. And you're good. Perfect. That's all you need. Hire these two dudes. Yes. But one more little tangent about like, you know, athletes and especially like NFL folks like that. And like so I see it all the time, even with like at the college level, even like even like they, we went on a lot of college basketball players during yeah. the Mac tournament. And you know, it's the same reason. Like, why do these guys think they can get away with this, that, and the other thing? Well, it's because their entire lives since high school, basically, they've been telling you're the man. Oh yeah, you're, you're a golden god, and no one can touch you, dude. I tell you what, when these college kids come, like I'm sure we've had Kent State's basketball team and uh, like Michigan State, all these places, mm-hmm. they treat these coaches and stuff like when they have when I, we have them the rest, like they treat them like VIP. And it's like, dude, they're fucking NCAA athletes. That's nothing to sneeze at. But it's like, dude, like. It, a million. I'm just coming in and feeding these guys before they go to a game. Like it's not these guys aren't like high profile people in my eyes. Like, no, they think I just, agree. And it's not it's not the player, but it, that will go to the players' heads. I guess the last team we had in, like the kid was like a fucking dick. Like he was acting like he was somebody, and it's like, dude, like it, to the servers. Yeah, and, and the who, coaches actually did get pissed at him, kind of be like, yeah, because the fuck, who the fuck are you? And also, not especially like football and baseball. There's so many people that play, but now. Even like basketball and shit, you got motherfuckers coming over from Europe, from other countries. Brother, those are small teams. Yeah. You, I don't care if you're the best dude on your basketball team. Some of you motherfuckers ain't going anywhere. Be And it's, these coaches are like, yo, I can go get a Andrew Delvadova from Australia who's going to work his fucking dick off. Matthew. Be, Matthew. Be humble as fuck be such like a good person and truly be thankful for the opportunity versus some guy who plays who might be just as a little bit better, not working that hard, 
not caring. Yeah. And it's like those dudes get checked that first week by vets. It's it's not a fun time. For me, it's it's you know, it just comes down to the athletes like that's it's the ego, you know, like you said. And and that that was always that I'm always like in the back of my mind when I'm getting into sports and stuff. I hate the ego. And musicians can get it too, but it's yeah. just not as common. Usually they're a little bit more laid back. Well, know? I had I was actually just kind of bitching about um something in regards to musicians. And I think it's just a, a lot of creatives in general. Yeah. Is I am kind of a little bit over uh, people doing GoFundMes and all this for I'm a musician and I'm I'm gonna move to New York. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I respect that you're doing it. I think that's awesome that you're going out there and you want to be in this bigger pool. But you should that these are GoFundMes and these things are for fucking emergencies. Yeah. For or for. I'm making a movie or, Hey, I'm making an album. If you could donate, you'll get a free copy of the album. Yeah. What? I'm not just giving you a hundred dollars so you can move to New York and who knows what the fuck you did. GoFundMe is ridiculous. You know, people put things up there for like their sex changes. Yeah. Like, well, pay, I had, help I, me pay for my sex. Change. I just saw someone who they not, not six months ago. It was GoFundMe or one of those things for, I'm moving to New York. I'm going to be I like, they're already a musician here. I'm going to move to New York. Okay. But I need a little scratch. For yeah. This. Okay. You know, whatever. And I mean, Hey, more power to you. If people give you the money, I think it's a little ridiculous, but then just the other day, I I've had of another GoFundMe. I need to get back to LA and bobble. And it's like, no, <laughs> you like, and they're, they put it on this instance of like, there's a project going on and they really want me to be a part of this project and I need to be in LA for this thing. And it's like, then whoever they are should pay. It's a flight. It's paying for a flight. I'd be like, you know, I could set you up with a great credit card application. Yeah. You like, know? I don't know what it, we all can't just pay for this person to potentially get big. And then when that person does get big, the person who fucking, Go funded me their whole thing. I can surely tell you they are not giving back to the fucking people that right. they're gonna give. They go. I put out this beautiful album for all of An you. An IOU. Fuck you. The, you're you're getting money off people who worked for it. Yeah. You you have to have a job. About every musician prior had a job. People weren't just giving them money to go do it. Like it. I don't know. It's one of those things that's like you're just panhandling on the internet. Oh, it's what up. it is. It's just panhandling, and God forbid something were to really happen to you, and you needed a a house burns down, a me- medical thing, and you go, "Wow, I should do a GoFundMe." Well, now people have given to, to you on um, two GoFundMe's. I'm not fucking giving a third. I'm nah. not like what I just had to. You take half my paycheck now. What's yeah. happening? Like. It just, I think it's become insane that people cash through on these things. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, if you don't have to be in New York to become the best musician. Yeah, that's what we didn't want to do. You know, we're working on a new album. We are like, we, we specifically said we do not want to go the GoFundMe route, you know? Because it's like, and then it's too, it's like, then it's mostly like our parents just being like, here's 200 yeah, bucks. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. 
okay, and, but now it's just public record that yeah, like, or it's like it's like some of your friends and stuff. It's like, hey, you know what we could do, and like not saying that you guys need to at all, but it's like, oh, hey, we could do. It'd be more beneficial in my mind to go. Hey, we're gonna do a show. This show's a fundraiser show for our album. We did that. Yeah, we'll get yeah. you know some other people or something like blah blah. Yeah, we blah. had a uh, sixty dollar VIP ticket that came with drink and food passes and a download of the album. So that was that was that. I went, that we didn't, makes sense. We didn't sell a lot though. <laughs> we sold the regular tickets. Now I mean, only a couple gave up the sixty. But, but that's the thing is like you're still sell. You can still sell regular tickets to people. You have this extra thing, but now you're providing something to people yeah. versus. Just give me this money, and maybe you'll see or hear this thing I do. Yeah, well, I mean, even the few people that did buy those VIP tickets, it was enough money to pay pay for one one session, you yeah. know, which is a nice little eight-hour session in the studio. Yeah, which you can get, like, a good amount done, I'm sure. It's yes. like, oh, yeah. You know, you get a lot done. You and especially if you're going in there not just, like, dicking around either. It's not like you're, like, going in there rapper style where everyone, like, all right, we'll smoke, like, 13, 14 backwoods, and then we'll figure <laughs> this whole thing out. It's like... No, we you get in there. Yeah, we'll put pen to paper. Yeah, it's like you get in there and you're like, yeah, well, let's start fucking rocking and rolling and like getting this shit going. It's utilizing what you have in like your time. It's not just everyone. I feel like recording has almost become the same way as people going to events where it's like, oh, I just want the pictures. I want all these cool pictures and like all this content from it. It's like, you know, what's more important. The hard work behind it. Yeah. No one takes pictures of everyone setting up the event or set. It's like, just get this shit going. People always ask me like, oh, how can we support the band? You know, especially if you're not like playing shows and this and that. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, it's called Bandcamp, and it's great because you can not only buy the songs, but that money goes pretty much all to us. Yeah, because Bandcamp's pretty good on there. It's we get. I think it's like either fifty percent or just above fifty percent of yeah. each sale. But then there's a day of the, there's two oh, days out do. of the year where you get a hundred percent of stuff, and so like. And then, of course, no one does it because it's like no one no one wants to own anything because you can just stream it. You can just stream it. You can just everything. rent it, you know. This is like, you know, it's like you rent everything now, it seems, pretty much. But but yeah, when it comes to, you know, we, we talked about it briefly with the writer's strike and this and that, how everyone is like, yeah, everyone, not everyone can be in entertainment. It's not easy, you know. But no, it gets overwhelming when I'm at a place like the Beachland Ballroom shout out um, and you're in the bathroom and you see just all these band stickers, mm-hmm. all these different bands from all over the country, even the world. And it's like, man, like, where do I stand out in this? You know, it's yeah. intimidating. I remember having the thought one time, I'm like, man, like, I love doing this, but it's like, you have to be realistic with yourself. And like, I mean, dude, always shoot for the stars. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, if these guys, I've never heard of any of these guys, uh, you yeah. know, and there, we're talking thousands of stickers. There are countless. And it's, again, it's like, that's when doing it because you love it is like the important part. That's what That's why there's a joke, you know, I'm in this I'm in this scene and it's like the only kids that can really go out and make it is kids that have money. Yeah. It's it's just the bottom line. It dude. is an unfortunate thing in that regard. And that's where I think you get a lot of these people who are like they're an industry plant or people being upset about like the Nepo baby thing. Yes. And it's like I get it. It is what it is. It, but it is what it and here's like let's just complain about it. Now everyone's like now that we have a name for Nepo baby, everyone's like they're all Nepo babies. Everyone's on Nepo baby and it's like well, yeah. If I it, had connections, I'd use them too. Yeah. Hey, heads up. Back in the medieval times, if your dad was a blacksmith, you were probably a ba- blacksmith. So when your dad's a famous music producer yeah. and you're a musician, 
Wow, is yeah. that a shock? They, they, to talked, any- they talked about it on the New South Park. They're like, yeah, there's a lot of Jewish folks in Hollywood because that's what all their family members did. Yeah, it's, it, it's- and it's lucrative. Why would, oh, let me leave the ultra lucrative business my family started to go. Be a plumber. Yeah, be a plumber. It's like, no, it doesn't forever. Uh, someone who, an uh, actor, has a child and their kid becomes an actor. This isn't new. Mm-hmm. This has happened since the advent of fucking media yeah, is, oh, well, I was already at studios all the time. My mom worked there. They know me. It's not the, what you know. It's who you know. Exactly. It's, it's like, always been that way. Yeah. And you can't to fault people on that is like, I, I get it. There are people that don't deserve it and do a bad job. And you're like, you just skated into this. This is your dog shit. That's fine. But there are people that you're like, you could go through a bunch of actors and I bet. Some of your favorite ones didn't have the Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt story of like they grew up in a trailer and all their teeth were in different directions and they couldn't read or talk. But then they came to Hollywood and they turned them into a star. It's like that doesn't happen that often. One in a million. Yeah. It's one in a million. And there are still you're we're focusing on this handful of people who just were like, yeah, I do what my mom did. I took over the family business. There's still a bunch of people who didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just focusing on the people that you're pissed at because they had a shortcut. Yeah. And, and I, that's fine. You're allowed to be mad about that. but You can be mad about it. But also, if you had the shortcut, would you be like, no, I don't. Like, what if your dad is Bruce Springsteen and you want to be a musician? What are you going to like out of pride to be like, no one will know my dad's Bruce Springsteen. I'll never bring it up ever, and I'll go work in a shitty bar in New Jersey and make my way through the gruff of it. It's like, no, I'll just, like, I'm going to work hard. Yeah. I'm still, like, yeah, I'm going to catch some breaks. I totally get that. That's awesome for me. That's like going to Cedar Point and be like, hey, the Fast Pass is free today. Do you want it? And just be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, no Fast Pass for me today. I like to wait in the line. Yeah, it's like, it's like my favorite part. Yeah, it's like, what... It's the gr- and here's the thing though the grind for a lot of people is very fun and it is like and it, spending time with friends figuring out how to fucking overcome hurdles of how do we get this money how do we make this like that part is it can make for a good story if you make it if you make <laughs> it and in hindsight it brings you together with people I get all that but like again if the fast pass is free. I'll take the fast pass. Yes, please. I'll jump right in there. I'll take two. Yeah, yeah. I'll take two. I got a couple buddies that want to ride with <laughs> me. Like, you know, I wonder if there's a bunch of those even where it's like a friend of someone. Like, if you're, again, we'll just use Bruce Springsteen. Like, your best friends with Bruce Springsteen's son. Yeah. You're a musician. That kid's like, I want to be a fucking accountant. The, the only reason my band opened for Dave Matthews was because... Our guy Connor went to school with the dude who worked at Agora it, and set us up with it. Like exactly, it's why like, would I? Why would we not comp all uh, these? Yeah, know, all, like on these little hookups is just like it is what it is. I think to it almost seems like to be bitching really hard about Nepo babies. You're like, dude, get over it. I should just start telling people a different story. Like, well, Dave actually found us on Facebook and yeah. really liked our music, and he, he reached out to us. But personally, it wasn't assistant or anything. It was his personal Facebook page. It was him. He texted me. He said, hey, it's Dave Matthews of Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) And we wanted, I saw you on the internet. I thought it was a scam, but it wasn't. It was really the guy. It was real. I sent him my credit card info and everything. (laughs) It checked out. Um, 
But dude, what's any new comic book news that we got going on? Not really. This might be a Pat's private place up. I mean, right here. It, I haven't heard a whole ton. I know um, a bunch of stuff got pushed for, on Movies the Marvel, the Marvel slate. Yeah. So I know we're now looking at uh, everything going back. I think it's like six months essentially, other than Loki. Which That's I know on par. That's yeah, Loki's October? on par. Loki's October, and I think it's just because Loki was such a hit. Yeah, it was. It was a weird sleeper hit that I don't know if even Marvel thought it was going to be as good as it was. But I'm pretty excited for season two. Yeah, me too. But I mean, now do we know like this was pretty much everything completed before the strike and everything? Because I think so. Strike's yeah. only been going on for like three months. Maybe? Uh, yeah, like three to four months, and everything was already. Uh, Here's the thing. A lot of these shows were done and kind of in the can, ready to go. And then the strike happened. And it was it's more about them not being able to promote any of this shit. But do, do they have AIs already writing TV scripts? I, I'm hearing that, things that like they fucking do. I or could, they know that they, they have the capability of doing it. I think they could. But I also think there is going to be... If you had an AI write a script, I just think there would be disattachment to it. Like, I don't think it would be... You would be able to tell. I think that some of these execs are so far disconnected that they really think that, like, oh, these people will watch anything. Yeah. We've already put out all this other crap that they're watching. Maybe they'll, wa they'll watch this, too. Well, and it's like, I think... I think it would... They'll never switch over because of all the, ish, the pushback they would get of, like, if we found... Writers themselves would lose their shit. And then I think the general public would be pissed, too, that, like, this show sucks because you had a computer write it. Yeah. I think even I've read not full scripts, but like segments of scripts for shows that already exist and they work like slightly like it's never hilarious. It's never because they've done it with like South Park scripts where it's like, yeah, that one episode. Yeah, yeah. you can write. And it's just a troll of a thing where it's like, yeah, this is like the basic of an episode, but it doesn't hit. There's no like true. My whole thing is no one's asking for this. No, no one's no asking one for robots it. to write songs or movies or TV shows. No. Like, that's never been something like we, man, we need this right away. Well, and just in what a computer is, is there's a lack of creativity. It's using already mined data to give you something that's just a reshuffled version of something yeah, and using like what it knows. So if you're writing a new show, it, there's no basis for this AI to be like, it's just, it's just the classic, like everything was developed with the best of intentions and yeah. never, it's like, and I, like Jurassic park, you know, like I know people do a bunch of shit with AI, but again, I think it's like, it's going to be one of those things that it'll get adopted into certain stuff that, Everyone's like, oh, cool, I can do my bills or I can do this or that and like, you know, clerical shit. But anything creative, any art wise stuff, anyone who knows what they're looking at would instantly go, oh, this seems fake. This seems like off. It's yeah. like the generic I've seen the AI art. The AI artwork thing is fascinating and some of it actually does look pretty fucking cool, but I want nothing to do with it. I don't support that at yeah. all. Well, like that's I mean, what they did. Does ever pop up on your explore page and be like, "Oh, this AI of like they type in like retro '60s sci-fi like 
you know, city and it'd be like, yeah, I'm like, oh, this actually looks kind of cool. Like, no, but, it, but it is just such a computer generated like image thing yeah. that it's like you can tell right away when you see these images and, that it's not. No one like put pen to paper. Yeah, this the, doesn't have anything unique enough. It's just a hodgepodge of everything that we've ever had. And you're like, oh, this kind of looks a little bit like this mixed with this and this. It's not like, whoa, I've never seen something like this. Yeah, and who wants to get excited about something that, like, there's not even a specific person's, like, name attached to it? Yeah, like, it's just no one. It's no It's one. like, it's, not, it's just Disney. Soulless. I mean, it's soulless, man. It is a, truly, like, a soulless division of what... And that's why, you know, you see these tech bros out, they all have that, like, fucking thousand-yard stare. Like, not only because they stare at computer screens all day, but, like, because they have, there's no, there's no vision, there's no soul behind it. They're just, like... The computer tells me to do this, or I tell it to do that, and that's life. Yeah, and you then know? you just go on. And it, that's why those dudes are a lot of times also fucking horrible talking to other people. And unfortunately, the thing you need to sell all this shit is conversing with other people. Yeah. You need to be able to touch base with human beings. There, there, you know, technology's fantastic, but when there's a discon the disconnect from like reality, that's when things get a little sticky. Well, yeah, I know they did um, the intro to secret invasion was done using ai oh okay. but it was it, i think they tried to do it like intentionally where artists worked using the ai machine or like whatever ai thing they were doing to create this because they wanted it to be this weird like opaque fucking neutralized like i could see that thing. as soon as you said that it made a lot of sense yeah but people were like pissed about that and it's like yeah i get it People should just be pissed about using AI for your entertainment. It could have been like a nice little team of artists that worked on that. You know, yeah. instead it was probably like a guy, like one yeah, guy, one that, guy, and they were just like, "Yeah, he doesn't even get the credit." For let it. me let me try and do this thing. That's interesting. Yeah, and like, uh, oh, fuck, what was I gonna say? But yeah, uh, fuck, I totally blanked. Sorry. No, I mean, no, it's. I just think the AI shit. Where everyone is so worried about it, but I yeah. think it's just a little bit of alarmist yeah. to it. I remember it. So, like, with perfect example would be like uh, into the Spider Verse and stuff. Yeah. Like, kind of this sleeper hit because people really appreciated all this different artwork that went into it. hundred percent. All these different people involved, all these different animation houses, and like that's just that's cool as fuck. Like, yeah, and it's that just a, shows you a that computer's want it. never gonna come up with something. They like could that. never. They know it's and the iteration of it, the way things are designed. You're like, oh yeah, this is really cool. I've never seen something like this, but it's because people are thinking about it and using different styles and conjoining things and making things perfectly look rough. Like it doesn't have these polished edges and these fucking, Oh yeah, this is like, this is where you can like point, think everything out. Everything's just unique enough on its own that again, you can't eliminate human creativity. Yeah. It just, AI will not do it. You're not going to listen to songs that you're like, Oh wow, this is so good. It's like, yeah, this song could be fine. And they're like, it's AI. It's like, okay. It's not like this is a banger. This is gonna mm -hmm. be a hit that I listen to every day. It's like, cool, this was accomplished. Is more of what it is. You accomplished this task. Yeah. This is a song. Other than that, it's not like a great song. It's not like a chart. Yeah, the guy in my band tried to like have Chad GPT help him write a song. I was like, I, you need to stop this right now. I'm not, yeah. I'm not into this at all. Like, and I, why you think we would be on it? That's a whole other thing. Real quick before we finish, just wanted to uh, apologize real quick for anyone that did happen to listen to the last two episodes. 
They were this. I uploaded the same one twice. Oh, hell so yeah. um, I got that fixed. So go back and listen to, um, I believe it's episode fifty-two, is the one that that that's up to date. We're all good on that now. But it was a little shaky there for a second. Hey, that's we just want people to double listen, dude. Just really get that last episode in your brain. Yeah, I mean that. So that was that one was from like August third. Um, and then the one after, so the one after that that we recorded, yeah. So go back and listen to fifty two because that's the proper one. Uh, fifty three is the one where you were pretty buzzed, and oh, that yeah. one's also very entertaining. Please check that out. <laughs> Me with a little buzz is always a good one. Um, you can tell as soon as I play this for you when we're done, you'll you'll be like, oh yeah, I re- that day, <laughs> that time. Um, but thank you guys for listening. As always, go check us out on Instagram at Threads and Dreads Pod and go subscribe to that Patreon at Threads and Dreads. We really appreciate it. Go listen on all platforms Spotify, iTunes, where the fuck you're listening, the podcasts. And thank you, Sean, for coming through today and for everything. You guys have a wonderful rest of your Labor Day. Don't be too laborious. And uh, we'll check you guys next time. Peace, y'all. Love you.